Hey guys, welcome to Mirabel Safe Space, where I talk about any and almost everything. I'm your host, Mirabel. And on today's episode, it's a very special episode. I have a special guest joining me. Um, let me see if she was able to get the invite because I just sent her an invite and I don't know if she was able to, you know, get in or not. But let's see. Um Oh yeah, I invited her. Today it is a special episode. You have already invited this user. Oh, okay. So let's see how this goes. Okay, wait. I don't know if. Hi, can you see me? I can see you. Oh, is it slight? I don't know how it's showing over there. Okay, now it's vertical, so it's okay. 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 Can you hear me properly? I can <laughs> hear you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> hi, hi. Hi, good morning. It's morning. Good there, morning. Right? It's evening there, right? Or it's still it's um it's already twelve forty. It's twelve forty AM already, so Okay. So how have you been? Fine. <laughs> but I don't know, like I feel like it's very like cliche to just say fine, just like that. Right. Um the difference between like nigerians and the polish people is when you ask polish people how are you doing they tell you like their entire like story and all of that but for us we just say fine so anyways i'm fine okay um so this is something that i forgot to do ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um today on today's episode is very special one because it's a video episode and two because i have one of the people that i respect so much um My sister, um, not biologically, but my friend turned sister. Um, somebody I look up to in so many ways that she's not even aware of. Um, but I love and respect her so much. And I'm so excited to have her on today's episode because um, it's long overdue. And her name is Princess. So please welcome Princess. She has her degree already. So, ah, please... Put some respect to her name. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel like crying. Oh my gosh! Like oh, oh no. <laughs> Sis has been forever. I know, I know. Like we should catch up one day. You come to Poland, or I need Pray. to go to. I don't know. Like we need we'll to figure it out. We'll figure it out off air. But um, on today's episode, uh, like I told her off off air, um, we're going to talk about sexual purity. And I know that that is something that is very cliche, but we're not just talking about the general sexual purity that we all know. We're actually going to dive into why it is an issue and why it is um affecting people, not just young people, but people in general, why it affects us the way it does. And why is it even hard to even maintain sexual purity? You know, hmm. as Christians, we try to live and abide by the word of God. But if we're being honest, um, it's not always the case. <laughs> it's not always easy. And even when we, you know, fall to sin and stuff, 
sometimes I feel like it's a struggle to go back to God, especially when you you've known Christ, right? Especially when you've given your life and maybe you've known that this is a sin. So it's not like a struggle to go back to him because you feel you feel unclean in his presence, that sort of thing. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to just dive into today. Um and then wherever this conversation takes us to we'll go, <laughs> to be honest. But um first question I would say I'll ask is what what would you um how would you define sexual purity in your own understanding? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to describe it is just the way that it is in the Bible, to be honest. Like living your life pure in terms of like not doing anything, you know, as ab- abstaining from fornication and mm-hmm. that don't and mm-hmm. purity means to be clean, like to be totally yeah. clean, right? So when we talk about sexual purity, we're talking about us doing something in the sense where we are not either in our hearts or in physical, in the physical realm. So we are not imagining things in our head. We are not watching pornography. There is no masturbation involved. There is no mm-hmm. sex before marriage. And even when you're married, you are not committing adultery or you're not thinking about someone else that is not mm. in your marriage, you know, in a sexual way. So when we talk about sexual purity, we're talking about everything regarding like sexuality and righteousness mm-hmm. within that ring. So I think for me, for the longest time, I have always tied like um, being sexually pure to having good character and all. Like for mm. the longest time, I've always seen it like, if somebody's a virgin, for example, if somebody's a virgin, they can do no wrong. That's how, that's how I've always like had in my head. Like, if somebody's a virgin, yeah, they can't have bad character. You just forgive them and keep it moving. But then uh-huh. the older I get, the you know, uh, and then experiences too, the older I get, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this is it. What it mm-hmm. actually means, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've actually spoken to some of my girls you know some of my friends and then when you have certain conversations with people when people open up about their about their personal life and stuff you tend to learn that in as much as it pays to you know keep yourself and all it is not your purpose in life there is more to you especially as a lady there is more to you than just that because like i said earlier before when we was off air we spoke about like um the African uh, mentality on yeah. being a virgin and how and that it's usually affects just us to women. Just yes, to the like, just I, le- please, it's crazy please. Because when I was younger, I was like, okay, like if you're if you're telling women to be virgins and you're not telling men to be virgins, then who are the men sleeping with? That's a very good question. And also, did you did you ever have okay? So did you ever have um, as Nigerians? Did you ever have a sex talk with your with your parents, your mom or your dad? Oh, you know it's funny because like the moment I started my period, I mm-hmm. remember from that day, hell, my like my mom like now you are a woman because mm-hmm. that day um before before I actually started my period. I was experiencing like pains and all of that. And, you know, the normal Nigerian thing is like if you're sick or you have headache, stomach ache, nothing, you want, you know, your parents will tell you, go take Panadol, paracetamol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom mom would always, you know, tell me, go take your Panadol and all of that. And I hated 
medications. So I was like, no, I can't take this. And the time that I started my period, my because my mom, like whenever we're sleeping, she goes, either my mom or my dad, like they go to the rooms to check on mm-hmm, all of us mm-hmm. to make sure that we are good. And she came to my room and she saw that, you know, I was stained and, you know, she woke me up and she was like, did you injure yourself? I was like, mm, no. And then she's like, oh, there's blood around. And then she understood. Okay. So that day she actually took my shower. I was 12. And okay. as she was taking my shower. She was like, now you're a woman. You do anything with a man. And she didn't rub your body. She didn't tell you. Yes. She was like, if you do anything with a man, now you will be pregnant. Though. You better be careful. Be careful. And ever since that day, like she would always, you know, and, you know, it was, and in fact, it was at a point, I think, now that I'm older, I if I were to do it, I would do it in a different way with my children. Because mm-hmm. it's like, don't do anything, this, that. There was no conversation about like, you know, it is normal to like a guy. Yeah. It is normal to like a guy. But what do you do when you like a guy? What do True. you do when you choose to have sex and all of that? Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's a little bit toxic, especially when you put the whole responsibility on just women. Though it's good for women to be virgins, right? But another thing is I grew up and I, for a long time, I thought that being a virgin is just not having sex. And sexual pur- mm. purity was just best based on not having sex. Yeah. And it's actually not true. Because I was doing other things, you know? Right, right. Nothing and it doesn't occur to you because in your mind, in your mind, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing the main thing, so yeah. I think we're good. But then I also feel like the way sex education, like you said, was taught to us was different. I think in my own case, I I started seeing my period when I was ten, and because of the school I was attending at the time, the school would um, talk about sex education and stuff, but they won't dig into it so much. They would just they taught me enough to know that there's a certain age you get to, and as a lady, and you see your period, and when you start seeing your period. If a guy touches you, you get pregnant. That was all they did. And I feel like to an extent for an African, for like a school in Nigeria, that that was okay. You know, they were able to dive yeah. into that. And then because I was aware of that, when I started seeing my period, I was 10. I think it was even before I started boarding school. And I saw my blood. I, I saw blood flowing and I was like, hmm, I didn't enjoy myself down there. And so I was like, oh, is that thing that they used to tell us in school? I started dancing yeah. in the back. I was like, I'm not a woman. <laughs> I was not like, was I'm not a woman. Moment. Yeah, I was like. Nobody can talk to me anyhow. I'm not a woman. So, and at the time, my mom wasn't even in town. She traveled out. It was just me, my dad, and my brothers. So I went to meet my dad and I was like, Daddy, I'm not a woman. He was like, What do you mean by I'm not a woman? I was like, Daddy, I'm now, I'm not a full grown woman. And then he saw me bleeding because I wasn't wearing it. I just ran out with like towel. And then he was like, Oh my gosh. So he called my mom and my mom was like, Oh, she probably just started seeing her period, but she's too young, you know. I started when I was 16. She's just 10. So that scared her and she was like, Okay, go and buy pads. My dad went to buy the biggest pack of pants, brought it. We didn't know how to fix it on my pants. We started trying to figure it out. Long story short, towards the end of the day, I started having cramps, usual cramps. I'd never felt pain like that in my life, the way I felt pain the very first day of my cramps. And my dad was just sitting down looking at me and he was like, how, how do we overcome the pain? How does she, where does mm-hmm. she go from here? And my mom was like, oh no, it's just normal. But then after that day, I knew my mom was like, I know you know you're not a woman. Or never on your period. It's okay to have guy friends, though. It's okay to play with boys, but don't play with them anyhow again. They cannot yeah. hold your hand. 
don't let them sit on your seats. Ah, I say, ah. So when I started school, eventually, guess what? I used to have this very close friend of mine. I think you know him. I don't call any names. Mm-hmm. So yeah. would would go to like talk shop to go get something. When I'm on my period, the days I'm on my period, he can't hold my hand. He can't he can't hug me or you know dab me up or so i'm like don't try it though you want me to get pregnant that sort of thing and now that i look back i feel like that was i was so ignorant because i actually believed what my mom said and i never really understood the concept behind how the woman would get pregnant until like ss2 ss1 ss2 instead of it was late i don't know why I think um Jess three were in class one time and um was home economics class and then for some reason home economics teacher was talking about pregnancy and stuff and she was like you guys know how they get pregnant and everything everybody was like yes ma so she was like okay moving on this is how you take care of this and that and then I raised my hand up and one girl sitting beside me was like why are you raising your hand I said I don't know how they used to get I know that women get pregnant but Mm-hmm. I really haven't understood the concept. I was slow in that area. <laughs> so the girl was like, mm, I beg you, just a lie, I beg. I said, I'm mm-hmm. not lying. <clears throat> so she, she waved it and then I raised my hand up and I asked, Ma, how? I asked, okay, Ma, what is condom? Because she was like, use protection to avoid unwanted pregnancies. So I now raised my hand and I'm like, okay, Ma, what is condom? Since everybody in class started laughing and I was so embarrassed. But then I was like, I really don't know this thing. What is... I want to know. So the man was like, see me after class. After class, that my friend came to meet me and he was like, why would you ask that kind of question? You know, why didn't you ask girls or stuff? Why did you... Why did you raise your embarrass yourself? Mm-hmm. But all that to say that in as much as our parents in their own way did their best to how much they knew they, they, they could, it wasn't enough to an extent. It was more like they were protecting us but they, they didn't necessarily want us to know certain things. We're like, okay, when they get to that age, they don't know. But there was no, like, mm-hmm. before one. My mom did her part, to be honest. I think the older I got, she was not like, okay, sure, you know that this is how it goes now. When I was younger, I was a very curious child, and she figured that out early, thank God. So sometimes, I remember when I was younger, she would be like, so you're going to school today. If anybody puts on your bonbon, come and tell me. I'm like, first of all, why why are you telling me it never made sense to me yeah. so now that i look back she was actually being very intentional and the things that some moms will not say to their children was what she would say to me she's like if your uncle comes don't sit on your uncle's lap you know if my uncles come she'll be looking at me you no know, it's kind of african mother she'll cut me eye i will kill you you know if uncles come she taught me how to wash my butt by myself like wash your bum if i'm not around wash your bum but don't allow your uncle to wash your bum. even a woman you know mm-hmm. so at the time i thought my mom was cool, cool. i was like why is this woman telling me? this is nasty but now that i look back i hear about child abusers you know all these people who abuse children now i'm like okay so this is what she meant in as much as it wasn't passed across the way i i feel like i wanted it to she sure yeah. You don't parenting about sexual yeah. purity and all of that. But another thing that I also wanted to ask is how do you think in this day and age and this is our generation, how do you think you can um overcome temptation in mm-hmm. the aspect of sexual purity? 
<clears throat> first, I would, I need to admit how difficult it is in this day and age, to be honest, because everything, like you don't even have to go to Pornhub to find porn these days. Like just open your Instagram and everything is there. Like everyone, as a woman, it's probably much easier for me because okay. I don't, like I cannot see a man's chest and, you know, feel some kind of but probably when a guy opens bless me excuse me thank you so probably when a guy opens an instagram like almost everyone is naked on instagram you know and also the movies that we watch as well i remember i I didn't understand this but like um excuse me bless you so when i was younger i would watch like nickelodeon uh, Mm -hmm. and i remember like this um drama series or whatever they call it like it was always a shame for you to graduate high school without kissing or having sex. Bruh. Like I never everyone, understood that. Like for me, it was like crazy because like you would be watching like a teens movie or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, like before I graduate high school, I need to have sex with this person." It's like an accomplishment. <laughs> exactly, and once you're a virgin, it's like, oh, ew. Like virginity was seen like they make it seem like it's a bad thing to be a virgin. Still is. They still do that. And it's crazy. Like, now, like, you can't even say... You're supposed to be proud that you're a virgin, right? Like, you've kept mm-hmm. yourself, you know, you're keeping yourself for the right person. But now you can really say it out loud that you're a virgin because of the way that society takes it. So, in this day and age, honestly, for someone that is trying to, like, keep their sexual purity, and I'm not just talking about in the aspect of sex now, because sex is a very small aspect of it. And what why I mean that it's a small aspect of it is that our attitude on a lot of things lead up to the sexual part itself. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you choose to go? We need to make ourselves responsible for a lot of things. Um, if you know that you don't want to have a one-night stand and you choose to go out with your friends, what are you wearing? I know that now, now saying what are you wearing now, it's a huge now thing. Now another, another <laughs> conversation. But honestly, just, uh, just to mm-hmm. protect ourselves. Because we don't have, we, we don't know the minds of other people. We don't know what mm-hmm. other people are like. But to protect ourselves, we need to do things. You know, if you don't want to have an accident, you do stuff not to have an accident. You don't True. say things like, oh, like other people should be responsible or the government should fix the road or something like Like you have to be responsible for certain things. If to you an go extent, outside, yeah. To an extent, mm-hmm. yes. You know, just to reduce the risk of, certain things so mm-hmm. if you don't want to have a one-night stand you can say things you can decide not maybe if you go out at night you know maybe you shouldn't drink too much or if mm-hmm. you're going to drink drink with people that you fully trust even when you trust people even when you trust people you still need to be careful mm-hmm. and um one thing i always say is have a friend that will keep you accountable so I have this friend of mine, like both of us, we were having a conversation about it. And, you know, he opened up to me because I thought, and this is one thing that we need to do. We need to learn as Christians that everyone is dealing with a lot. Like Something, we think we're yeah. the only ones that are dealing with this difficulty of stay, staying pure, but everyone is also trying to struggle as well. So I was having this conversation with one of my friends and to me, he's perfect. Yes, like he can do no wrong. I don't. I like. I couldn't even imagine that he also struggles with certain things certain like things. that. Mm-hmm. So 
So we were having this conversation. And then he was like, Princess, I need to tell you something. I struggled with this as well. And I'm like, um, really? You actually struggled with this? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it. He, he said he struggled with like masturbation, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, you struggle with this. And, you know, the thing about like having friends that are Christ-like is that both of you can keep yourselves accountable. Both of you can True. tell each other, like, this is something I'm struggling with. And then the other person says the same thing that they're struggling with. And both of you can check each other and keep yourselves accountable. This is just a practical way of us um trying to to trying to stay pure and another Mm -hmm. thing is prayer like we cannot do this alone like we cannot do this without the help of the holy spirit honestly and um one thing that i take seriously in the bible is the verse is is it sorry it's the verse that says like ask and it shall be given unto you seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be opened unto you so Mm -hmm. when we when we are asking prayer is communication with god and we are letting him know, you know, we're telling him, please come into my life and help me with this thing that I'm struggling with. It, your issue might not be pornography. Probably you're not. It's And another thing is the devil tries to tempt you with things that you're prone. Th- that's something that you like, right? Yes. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't like pornography, the devil will not try to tempt you with pornography. If you don't like Because what even took you there in the first place? How exactly. did you even get there? So... So just finish your point and then I, I just have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah, the devil will not try to tempt you with something that you're not prone to. So mm-hmm. if you find yourself struggling with something, the first advice I'll give to anyone is prayer. I, I cannot underestimate or I cannot even say how much prayer is very important. But honestly, that's something that has helped me in my life for a very very long time so you can continue because i'm glad that you mentioned prayer and all because it will it will be meaningless to talk about this without even including prayers and reading the bible because i feel like praying and studying the word of god goes hand in hand to help you because it's a christian race that we are running and giving our life to christ doesn't necessarily mean that the journey is going to be easy because like i always say the devil will not go after those he already has (laughs) He'll go after the ones that he doesn't have. So back to one of the points that you made, do you also feel like as women, focusing on women now, do you feel like what we wear is also part of the issue? Like for example, <clears throat> depending on what you wear, some people will be like, oh, I'm revealing this because I'm okay. it's okay with my spirit. I'm okay with revealing to an extent to this. Yeah. But I feel like in this day and age, there's a difference between this is what you're comfortable with and uh, I don't want to say I don't know because if we're being honest you see certain things and then girls will be comparing to oh babes killer oh my gosh slay I yeah. mean you look good but did you really have to show all that yeah well how much can I say that will not be cancelled how much I beg you if not cancelled <laughs> they don't cancel I beg you because but honestly, <laughs> cancel, I beg mm-hmm um the thing about it is i feel you know there are two sides to this to be honest mm-hmm. but one of the reasons why modesty is very good when it comes to modesty of dressing it's not just for you as well it's for the other person okay okay um in the bible there's this verse 
Sorry, I'm mentioning Vaz because no, I don't have the please. name of the Vaz in my it's head. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it says something along the line of uh, something along the line that whoever causes one of my uh, one of the little ones to sin, you can complete it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Complete that shit. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> God, please forgive me. But anyways, um, yes. So if you want to be um. This is the thing. For women, we need to be responsible for ourselves. And another thing is also being responsible for something else that someone else sees. So if we're addressing, we're also asking ourselves, is this something, what I'm wearing, is it going to cause the other person to sin? Mm-hmm. Is this person, is, if someone sees me, will it create like a lost feeling for the other person? Mm-hmm. Now, there are people that they are just, you know, very they are just roaming mad so regardless mad. of how you dress yeah so they don't even care even if you have everything covered from head to toe they will still see whatever they want to see mm-hmm. they are mentally ill you know just roaming around few of them are in the psychiatric hospital the rest are roaming around on the road so, <laughs> but those ones are different yes but still we need to keep ourselves accountable as women as christians we need to dress modestly if you're going out you know Look at yourself and ask yourself, what I'm wearing, is this something that God will be happy with? Now, another thing that happens is um, a lot of times we forget that other, everyone is um, is in their own personal journey with God. True. You know, the Holy Spirit convic- convicts you. I hope I pronounced that one very well. No. The Holy Spirit convicts you. You know, there are some things, you know. Sometimes I want to show my shape. I want to dress like a shower. Especially when you hit the gym. <laughs> it's summertime. I want to, you know, you know, dress out. And then I'll put on something, I'll look in the mirror, and then the Holy Spirit will convince me and say, Princess, where are you going to be that dress? Right. Hmm? Why are you showing your yash? I and know, right? And then I'm like, oh mm, God, you know, I, I just I just I, I feel good in this. I feel good. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's not good. It's not right. So another thing is for those of us that are matured in our faith, the Holy Spirit convict, convicts us. I don't know why that, that word is hard for me to say. But the Holy Spirit convicts us. However, yeah. we also need to be responsible. And this is another thing um, that I've heard people say a lot. That, um, especially when you're going to church. Because I heard like someone say this, uh, this person is a media personality. And then she was like, oh, we should stop judging people when they go to church, when they're wearing like revealing outfits to church. Mm-hmm. and all that. Like, You don't know their relationship with God. You don't know how they are and all of that. But sometimes people need us to advise them. People need yeah. us to advise them. Like in a loving way. Not, don't just go there like not, a Nigerian. Yeah, that's it. You know, those Nigerian aunties that are like, hmm. To see how all your oil of oranges are out. <laughs> you know, like don't go to them very aggressively. You know, just, you know. Go with the love of Christ. Be friends with them and mm-hmm. then, you know, try to talk to them. Because some people, they genuinely do not know. They mm-hmm. don't know what to do. And they're just coming to church because, you know, they learned about the church. They're just trying to establish their faith. And, you know, faith comes by hearing as mm-hmm. well we need to understand that so what you don't know what you don't hear you want to do it because True. a lot of people think that you just do stuff you know if the holy spirit convicts you you know it, 
sometimes that's why they say read your bible because when you read and you know something then you can actually go back as go back to what you've read as a reference to how you're going to yeah read. so because you're aware com- yeah so faith comes by hearing and sometimes we actually need to speak to our friends and tell them you know baby girl i know you want to you know show some skin but Let's 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 Bruh, tone it down. Because this especially <clears throat> this conviction thing, yeah. I personally I would say that if there's anything I'm very comfortable with is shorts. I'm very comfortable with shorts yeah. because it allows me to just walk freely, shorts and trousers. And I never really feel any any sort of conviction. When I start to feel conviction or convicted is when maybe I'm wearing something that my cleavage is out for some reason. I don't know why. It's always mm. like cleavages and I'm like, okay, maybe I should mm. cover this up. And most times it's I'm wearing a dress or top that I've outgrown. Something I've had for like maybe three years now and I've outgrown it. And I'm like, mm, I must still wear this thing. No way. I'm not giving it out. That kind of thing. So then my mind is like, give it, leave it. It has that survived. It has played its role oh, in your wow. life. That kind of thing. So I feel like that is for me personally, it's one thing that I'm like, I'm holding on to this. But then I'm also learning that, you know, you have to be let what go. you preach. Yeah. And also let go of these things. Because I always feel the need in my heart to talk about certain experiences that I've had, especially with God and my journey. I don't always go right into my personal life. I try to put as much as I can, especially on my IG page. And the honest truth is that when I put certain things out there, anything I'm talking about is not something that I'll go back and be doing. Anything I'm preaching against or talking against is not something that I'll mm-hmm. go back in my at, like in my closet by myself and still be doing. Because yeah. the way the Holy Spirit convicts—I don't know about people, but me personally—I cannot like I cannot live a double life. I cannot set double standards and like I don't know if that's the correct um sentence to use in this situation well i can't talk about talk against this and go back and do that same thing so even when i talk about like ladies in as much as we can't control how these men see us we should try and focus on what we can control which is all those like you said those kind of dresses that you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to wear this to look good you know you can still wear a baggy jean or a baggy top and deck it up Smell I'm nice. Not, and we're not saying to look like Mary and Macau. We're not saying to look like a village girl. That you, but that's not what I'm trying we're to say. No, you, know, you, you can still look like a baby girl. Exactly. But as long still. as you don't feel conviction in your spirit, personally, yeah. I feel like that's just what it is. Um, how would you say that being in relationships? Do you think it has helped? sexual purity or <laughs> hmm. either do you one kind one kind how much can i say without getting lectures from momsy now anyway <laughs> so from my own experience it does not help well. being in relationships it does not help but it also it depends on who you're with as well now mm-hmm. um i'm 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 growing old so I have actually like, had young? a conversation with myself mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you know, that period, I don't know if you also experienced this, but when I was 15, I graduated high school at the age of 15, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I was an adult. I was like, ah, you know, I've grown some breasts. My <laughs> ass is, you know, shaping in a, in a very, in a very it's good voluptuous. way. It's <laughs> voluptuous. You know? And there were men, you know, 
there are guys coming around and I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big girl. You know, I'm you running big. around town. But the thing is, you get in one relationship, you know, it, you do, maybe you're not doing sex, but you're doing some mm-hmm. other thing. And the thing is, we don't know, like a lot of people, we're not told that doing certain things can actually lead to the sex itself. And you're like, oh, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to do all of these things. But the sex is and not, not this. Yeah. Because when I get married, I need to keep my virginity for my husband, right? So like, we can do this, we can do that. We can... But then one thing will lead to one thing. And I think, me are not happening. And then when you're doing it, you're like, ah, no, put it there. Put that thing in. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, what you're saying is actually true because then in your mind you're like, ah, I'm still a virgin, please don't talk to me. Talk to me with respect. Boy, exactly. don't go there. Move mouths. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then uh, now I think about the people that I've been with. You know, some of them are, I won't lie, they are very good people. Mm-hmm. However, there are lots of relationships that I shouldn't have gotten myself into. And Amen. An advice that I would have that I would give to a younger person, because now I cannot give it to my younger self, you know, I can't go to the past, mm-hmm. is just to wait till you're ready. Wait till you're ready to get married. Like, what am I doing in a relationship at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18? Like, what is that? But that's a waste of time. Yes, there are people that get married at a very young age. Mm-hmm. But the only time that I would actually advise you to get into a relationship is... If you're ready to get married in the next highest two years, I don't know. Other people can have their own view about it. Highest. I agree. Two years. I agree. Because, because you don't be Lord of the Rings. Exactly. For years. <laughs> exactly. So if you're 15 and you know that you cannot get married until you're like 21, what are you doing in that relationship? Like mm. you're just going and you want to keep yourself pure. Pure. So how? all of these things, like we need to be very intentional about it. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be in a relationship for how many years? Five, six, seven years, and then be a virgin without getting married. It's very difficult. It's not realistic, so, even. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, uh, I don't know, man. But we need to be very intentional about the relationships that we get into. We need to know ourselves as well. We need to set boundaries. Like, what are the boundaries? What am I able to do? What am I not able to do? If I choose to do this, like, I should be responsible. I should be ready for the consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because if you choose to have sex, you don't know what will happen. And then there are people that, are like, you know, they're not financially ready to have kids. Because the consequence of having sex is children. Unfortunately. Sometimes we don't want to say this. Mm-hmm. But that's the result of having sex. Like children there you know there are people that have sex without having children but that's you know one of the results of having sex children so you're not ready financially you're not ready emotionally you're not ready in terms of every other thing so why are you doing it exactly i feel like the main point i got from what you said was being intentional because i think for me growing up i finished at 16 secondary school stroke high school and at the time like you said Men were everywhere, like water. Mm-hmm. So, but I think one thing that I would say kept me in line to an extent was I was very close to my mom. I still am. So mm-hmm. I won't tell her everything, but I'll tell her enough for her to know that 
okay this girl is talking to guys you know guys are you know coming to her and there was there was like a trust formed there was trust formed to the point that if my friends most of, most of my friends were guys growing up so if my friends are coming to the house she knows that they are coming and she will be comfortable with it sometimes she will even be home and will be just and all because she tried to create a bond i feel like she was able to understand that there's a certain age a girl especially a girl will get to that you don't necessarily hate them anymore because you have to be close to them to know what's happening in their life to know if they have started doing some kind of things outside especially yeah. when they have you know friends outside that tell them oh you're still a virgin that's that's bad you need to you know start hanging. you have to be close to that child so that way they can try and open up to you and the things are supposed to tell their friends that don't even have sense to tell them what to do mm-hmm. they will tell their mo- their parents that sort of thing that way instead of being um instead of hitting the child trying to correct them you see that oh this child is trying to open up to me about this thing i have mm-hmm. to become real with this child i have to not let them know that see you this is how it is in real life and yeah, i noticed sorry. oh sorry go on I wanted to say something just so mm-hmm. I don't forget. Um, regarding because I lived with you for a while and I mm-hmm. understood that your mom also knew that you had a boyfriend at that time, mm-hmm. right? And for me, when my mom actually she did not know from me, she knew from um one of my family members that I you know confided in. I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. I was thirteen mm-hmm. at this age, you know, okay. very innocent. It was just an innocent, you know, yeah, popular you know, kind of thing, nothing serious to be honest and when she knew that <clears throat> she seized my phone she was like no you can't be doing that to my household no Bruh. my mom never had that conversation with like for her it was not like she was like don't have don't go close to boys don't have boyfriend nothing don't do anything and it even affected me poorly because i would go to my friends that mm-hmm. they themselves they are living in the world and then i'll mm-hmm. go to them for advice and what what would they tell me yeah what, what exactly would they tell me and sis it's crazy how we went from don't talk to boys don't don't allow this to happen in a few years to ah uh, who which man are you talking to now who is your boyfriend i'm like how did we get here it was just like five few years ago maybe I ten boys not Mirabelle, I kid, I kid you not. The day that I was graduating from uh, my during my bachelor, I was gra- I had my uh, defense. The day I did my defense, I graduated. You know, I called my mom. I was like, Ah, I just finished my defense. I passed. Da, 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 da. Hmm? You know, after the whole congratulations thinking, I was like, Ah, now it's marriage. When are you bringing the man? Before then, my mom was like. Don't, princess, don't have don't any boyfriend. Don't keep focus. yourself. Keep yourself in focus. That's the reason we sent you abroad to study. And the day, I was like, oh my show. At least so you never graduate, <laughs> But it's true. It's true. That's how it is. Like in, in at least I can say in the Nigerian household, where mm-hmm. like we advised not to have any boyfriend. We don't even have these conversations with our parents. No. My brother. My brothers are teenagers, right? So I told you about how when I first started seeing my period, my mom started telling me about sex, like don't mm-hmm. be with any man, you know, all of that. And <clears throat> my brothers are teenagers, okay? I remember having this conversation with my mom because honestly, I think that like guys themselves, they have more pressure, like peer pressure to do more stuff. Mm. Than- 
especially like where we come from. <clears throat> because yeah. a lot of girls are being taught to keep themselves, right? So we already know it's that like we're supposed to keep ourselves together. Keep ourselves, yeah. But My the husband. guys, I remember in high school, the guys would be like, who is the first person to, you know, have their first keys? Who's going to have sex? No, 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 no. So I was, you know, telling my mom about it. I was like, you know, sex education. My mom was ah, that one. I'll leave it to their daddy to tell them. Because I don't know how I'll start telling them about sex education. <sighs> it's better they hear it from you, their parents. Exactly. Like, it's the double standards for me that, like, for the male children, they don't mm-hmm. really tell them about it. And then they go outside to do stops. To do and stop. then for the female children, you instill... Because for me, I think that the mode of teaching a lot of times comes from fear. Like, they put fear in you. Like, don't touch a man. If not, you'll get pregnant. Why are you telling me not to touch a man? Why? Why? As okay. a curious then, child. Then, if you, not touch, if you touch him and you realize, oh, I didn't get pregnant. Get- oh, now happened. What? And another thing, you said uh, something that the time that you realized how uh, how people get pregnant was when you were when you were in SS one or SS two. SS one, yeah. But that's very dangerous because, like, if a guy, God forbid, if someone wanted to like take advantage of you, and this is how a lot of people they actually get like sexually abused at a very True. young age. And not even, like, it can even be from someone that they trust. And then, you know, it can be like an uncle. An uncle comes to your house and then be like, oh, yeah. like, you know, like, let me touch your leg. And then you're like, ah, mommy said, a man should not touch my leg. Ah, dude, that touch your leg. Ah. You see, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening, like, yeah. No, up, up, up. And... I feel like, honestly, I, I even said SS1 because in as much as I was aware that because the other I got, I was like, okay, there's a process to it. It's not just somebody who holds your hand and you get pregnant. I began to understand there's a process to it. And then when you mm-hmm. learn integrated science and all, even though they were teaching all teaching us all that, they were not really going into details. It was almost as if they were avoiding the whole, the like, topic. yeah, the main topic. I think it was, it was when I was um, 14. So I think that was the age that I now understood properly that I'm not saying that I didn't know there was a process, but mm. it never made it didn't make sense to me. I was like, "But how?" I was still very curious, but I wasn't that curious that I won't. I went to like start googling or stuff. I was just curious to the point where I was like, "Maybe when I get to this age, I'll understand it." Maybe when I and mm. like like you said, parents will put fear in you. So I, I, my mom and I were not close then to the point where I could ask her how I know that they have to be a guy and a, and a girl have to be close to an extent. Or how close I never really had that opportunity. I think before I finished secondary school, then I was like, oh, okay, bless now, now, now like this, okay, 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 okay. Now that that, that makes sense. <laughs> now that I think, yeah, now that I think about it, I think that there was a stage in my life as well that I did not also know about like sex or how the sex thing came about. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I was like, okay, and I remember asking this question, and then they will tell me. Well, when you get married, you figure it out. Like, mm. again, how? How? Am how? I, yeah. Is it, is it from kissing? That is it from like I don't know. The kissing never made sense to me. The first time I had my first kiss, Lord have mercy. Anyway, my mom already knows this. The first time I had my first kiss, I ran away and I ran back, and I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> 